It is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023, and welcome to episode 234 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jessica Jones, and today I'm joined by my boss, Jamil Jaffer, and our favorite two NSI senior fellows, Lester Munson, and in her first official co-host day, Morgan Vigna. Thank you, Morgan, for joining us. You guys Happy to be here. At three times a week from now on. So lucky More you. Morgan. <laughs> so today we're talking about Secretary of State Antony Blinken's much-talked-about visit to China, where he had a sit-down meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping, as well as two days of talks with other senior officials. Blinken is the first U.S. Secretary of State to visit China since 2018, and as we've discussed on the show, he's scheduled to go in February, but his trip was postponed after the U.S. military shot down a Chinese spy balloon. His visit comes as relations between the U.S. and China uh, continue to deteriorate. There are a whole host of reasons for um, the deterioration, a lot of which we've talked about. We see, you know, Chinese provocations in the Taiwan Strait and the South China Sea, uh, China's support for Russia and Putin um, during the ongoing uh, conflict in Ukraine. Um, after his meetings, Blinken said, and I quote, it was coming, it was clear coming in that the relationship was at a point of instability and both sides recognized the need to work to stabilize it. You know, so he said he had traveled to China to strengthen high um, level levels of communication, make clear our positions and intentions in areas of disagreement and maybe find some areas where we could cooperate. Unless I know you're, you love your scorecard. So I'm going to go to you first. What, what would you score Blinken's visit to China? So I would, I would give uh, Blinken a B plus. Uh, on his B visit plus. in and, in oh and of God. itself. He had a goal. Wow. He achieved the goal. He met with Xi Jinping, which is, uh, you know, in the in the diplomatic universe, someone uh, who is at a much higher rank than Blinken is. Uh, Xi Jinping is the leader of the largest country in the world. Um, and uh, Tony Blinken is a mere staff member of the American president. Ha ha ha. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but in all seriousness, I think he did. I think he did a good job of executing on the plan. The problem is, as soon as uh, he left China, President Biden went out and called Xi Jinping or, or likened him to a dictator. Now, it's true that Xi Jinping is a lot like a dictator. In fact, he is a dictator. Uh, but Biden going out and saying that completely stepped on the whole purpose of the Blinken visit. So I have to give the Biden administration an overall D on its China policy because it's incoherent. Nobody knows what it means. Uh, our allies and friends around the world are wondering what the heck is going on. And so while Blinken himself did a fine job, overall administration, not good. Morgan or Jamil, what do you guys think? Let's be clear. If anyone thinks that Blinken was going to make major news with this trip, they were kidding themselves. This is this meeting really yeah. just demonstrated a continuation of the Biden administration's China policy, which was completely muddled. Blinken went to China. He gets a seat at the subordinate seating next to Xi. He's at the head of this board table. And Blinken gets to run through his talking points, right? And big shocker. China acquiesces on nothing, including on mill-to-mill dialogue and cooperation, as well as on fentanyl production flows. Now, apart from trying to create diplomatic space and diplomatic parlance, this is it's not exactly clear to me what Blinken achieved with this visit. And so I, I got to give him like a solid D failure, complete F on, on protocol, though. Yeah, and diplomatic space is just ridiculous, right? I mean, the, if the goal was to get something done here, they got nothing done. Uh, I don't really care that Biden undermined what Blinken did because Blinken didn't do anything. So there's nothing to undermine. It was a waste of time. I think Morgan's exactly right. And frankly, the president is right to call Xi Jinping a dictator. That's the right thing to do. He should do it more often. And we should stop trying to like 
play this game with China where we go to Beijing, we talk about how we don't support Taiwan independence, whether or not that's in statute is irrelevant. Saying it on Chinese soil so you can get a meeting with the Chinese president is embarrassing. It's mortifying for our partners and allies in the region. It's bad for American business. This was a wasteful visit. But this entire approach to trying to re- put an olive branch out to the Chinese, they don't want it. They keep batting it away. The president sent Jake Sullivan to Vienna to meet with Wang Yi. He sent uh, Bill Burns, the CIA director, to meet with senior Chinese intelligence officials in Beijing. And after all that happened, before Blinken went, the stories came out about the Cuba spy base 90 miles off the coast, a new story now just in the last day or two about them potentially building a military base in Cuba. But beyond that, they're harassing, cutting 150 yards in front of an American ship and a Canadian ship in the Taiwan Straits, harassing an American air, air flight over international airspace. They're the ones causing problems, sending, sending dozens of fighters over the, the middle, the center line of the Taiwan Strait, threatening our partner in Taiwan. Once again, the problem is the Chinese, not American foreign policy, and we need to stop apologizing for our response to their bad behavior. And the sooner we do that, the better off we are. So we talked a lot on the show, you know, China's working to cultivate their image as a global power. You know, it's negotiating deals in the Middle East. It's trying to negotiate peace between Ukraine and Russia and build up their legitimacy across with all these other countries. Do we think that this, their um, Xi's meeting with um Lincoln is part of that. Like they want to be seen as a player that's willing to come to the table, willing to compromise, not be seen as the kind of, you know, the reason why there's conflict between the U.S. and China inside, you know, countries have to pick sides. Is the audience for this discussion more the rest of the global order rather than the U.S.? I'll I'll give you my answer, Jones. I think this is all about internal Chinese politics. Xi Jinping Hmm. is in his third term. That's unprecedented since the days of Mao Zedong. Uh, the the old model of sharing power among the old men of China is gone. He's grabbed power in his person. He is the di- he is in fact the dictator of China. This is uh, this is a major development. He's which which both strengthens him and weakens him. He has to look like the strong leader. He has to have uh, Tony Blinken, I guess, sit in the uh, you know in the junior seat Kitty or chair. something at the yeah. table, which to me just indicates that it's Xi Jinping who is the weak guy, not Tony Blinken. Uh, maybe maybe I'm uh, taking too complicated of a view of this thing, but I think I think that's what's really going on, and we do need to recognize that the the political situation inside China is very different. Their economy is weakening. Uh, they just got through COVID in a horrendous way. Their um, you know this lab leak stuff is something we should be paying more attention to. Uh, so overall, China in a in a weaker spot than it would have you believe. And so it's trying to project power through images and things like that. Uh, the Biden administration can, should be using that to American advantage, right? Use this Chinese weakness to our advantage. Yes, let's talk to them at the highest level, but let's also have a super strong defense policy and let's be open to more free trade with our friends and allies in the region. Defense and trade are the things that are going to matter in the end, not these optics. Yeah, I'll, I got to agree with Wes on this one. I think in many respects, while I gave you know the Blinken team an F on protocol, it was because of the optics, right? The optics were specifically created for an internal audience to make Xi appear strong as a strong leader. He may be an autocrat, but he's an autocrat of the world leader of the one of the world's most powerful countries. But he's also an insecure one. And I think that makes him even more dangerous. He's willing to go to great lengths to remain in power and preserve his legacy. Uh, so I, I think this is something that we also have to keep in mind when we're dealing with China uh, as well. 
I actually have a different view. I think I think we actually ought to push back on this. I think we ought to we ought to not give right. them the opportunity to use us as patsies. And I'll go back to Morgan's first point, which is the optics of her are terrible. Why are we helping them with these optics, internal or external? It's not beneficial to us. We ought to we ought to you know we shouldn't have gone in the first place. We shouldn't go again. This is ridiculous. Until they stop their bad behavior, we should stop coddling them. This is just like the the, the White House's Iran policy: give, 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 and let them take, take, take. We need to stop playing that game around the globe, whether it's China or Iran or anybody else. It's ridiculous. Well, the Jamil, to your point, you brought up uh, the this story from I guess yesterday about the potential military f- training facility in Cuba, a Chinese um, that might have Chinese troops, you know, hundred miles off our coast. Crazy. How do we stop that bad behavior? I mean. Uh, we we cut them off from even more. The semiconductor cutoff was great. We do more, right? We continue to put pressure on them, right? Continue to build relations with our allies. They want to put troops in, in Cuba. We'll put troops in Taiwan. Like, to well, play this game. Well, and what we really ought to be doing is ju- is being more uh, forward-leaning in the defense space, in the national security space. Our, our links yeah. in Latin America have been waning for yes. uh, for years. It's not just the Biden administration. It was the Trump administration. It was the Obama administration. It was even the Bush administration neglecting our neighbors in the Western Hemisphere. We need to strengthen those ties and isolate Cuba. Uh, we can't necessarily stop well, exactly what China's doing, but we can make it much harder for Cuba to do the things it wants to do in the region. Cuba's pretty and finally, I would also look closer at home, too. I mean, look at all of the agricultural land that China's buying up. Look at their IP, you know, theft. I think we really need to be looking not only, you know, in our neighborhood, but also what China is doing on the homeland. When it's last year, when it's the 200th anniversary this year of the Monroe Doctrine. So it's quite timely, the conversation. Yeah. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Agacon from NSI and Morgan Minya for her first official episode with us. Um, and Claude Jennings for their help in today's episode. Join us again on Friday, all four of us, for another episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debate shaking up America. We're also on YouTube, so check us out there. And if you like what you heard or saw, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.